Hello, and welcome to Christians in Our Soup, a weekly podcast by two of God's peculiar people, about God's peculiar people, for God's peculiar people. Proving that life is simply not as black and white as some would have us believe, but that sometimes life gets real and doesn't fit into any boxes, no matter how hard we try. Another one of our podcasts and if this is the first time you're listening to it then you are welcome and you will probably sense that we've talked about you know, our soup well Russ and I at the moment uh, my name's Bramwell are taking some time out um, at the moment so we're doing some individual podcasts over the month of April and today I want to share with you uh, some thoughts from 1 Corinthians 13 and I'm sure that many of us will know this passage and the, the, what can be called the love passage. So I'm just going to read, uh, first of all, 1 Corinthians 13, uh, verses 1 to 13. And it's a, it's a passage that really has spoken a lot to me in recent months. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have a prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will pass away. When I was a child, I spoke like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I gave up childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I have been fully known. So now faith, hope and love abide. These three, but the greatest of these is love. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts, especially that you may prophesy. For one who speaks in a tongue speaks not to men but to God, for no one understands him, but he utters mysteries in the spirit. On the other hand, the one who prophesies speaks to people for their upbuilding and engagement and consolation. The one who speaks in a tongue builds up himself, but the one who prophesies builds up the church. Now I want you all to speak in tongues, but even more to prophesy. 
The one who prophesies is greater than the one who speaks in tongues unless someone interprets so that the church may be built up. Praise the Lord. Amen. So as you listened to that passage, and as I say, some of you may know that passage, the whole thing is built on love. It starts off, Paul is writing to the church in Corinth and he's saying, I have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. We are all, everything we do has to be built on love. And there is, there is a drive to the, the spiritual gifts and, and I've seen it personally and I've seen it in recent months, this drive towards the spiritual gifts. But within that drive towards gaining and having the spiritual gifts, people are trampling over others. There is being, I've seen a push towards the fact that you know, the spiritual gifts are the ultimate and we have to have them. But we've lost this foundation of love. And to me, that's really sad because it's very, very clear from what Paul writes that if we we can have all the spiritual gifts we want, but if we don't have love, we are what he calls a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And it, our, our long-term listeners will know that for myself, I, I am the team leader of an Eden team um, in Blinder Mice, and we did the uh, East, um, Eden Sunday back in February. And that was a theme of just love. It was all about loving. And we've had this drive in terms of love your neighbor. And God, you know, Jesus says in the Bible that we are to love the Lord our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength. That's the greatest commandment, we're to love God. And then the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. Everything comes from love. If we don't know how to love, then we are potentially hitting brick walls. You know, we're becoming prideful. And, and pride is a sin. Pride, if we become prideful in ourselves, then we are sinning. It's, you know, there are a lot of things that are sinful in the world. And as I've talked about before, the, the enemy, the thief, the devil wants to come to kill, steal and destroy. And sometimes those things can be so deceitful. You know, and, and we just don't see them with our own eyes. Yeah, I know from my own life that you know, I, I've done things that, and, and I've portrayed characteristics where I haven't realized that actually the characteristics I've been portraying have been sinful. And so everything has to be built on love. You know, the word love that Paul is using here is agape. And I'm sure that we've heard that word um, you know, maybe even thrown around at times in, in churches and things, the word agape of love. The, the original Greek word of agape means affection or benevolence or a love feast. So what is a love feast? Well, a love feast is that that expresses and fosters mutual love. It's something that is held by Christians before celebrating the Lord's Supper. And Going back to the Roman times, the love feast was where poor Christians, those of you know, no social uh, standing, would mingle with the wealthy. It was an opportunity for everybody to come together. 
That's where the whole idea of love comes from, that we are to love everyone, no matter who we are. And of course, Jesus talks about loving your neighbor as yourself, but also talks about loving your enemies. You know, we are to love one another. We are to come into that relationship with one another where social barriers don't exist. But also, the fact that the love feast was held by Christians before celebrating the Lord's Supper. It is part of the whole communion. It's part of the fellowship and within the breaking of the bread. In Acts 2, reading from verse 42, it says this, and they, which are the, um, the disciples, the followers of Jesus, uh, are, when Jesus has died, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and the prayers, and all came upon every soul. Many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles, and all who believed were together and all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the proceeds to all as any had need. And then it's this bit, and day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who had been saved. That's what the love feast is. It's part of that fellowship. They came together, they broke bread in their homes and they received food. That's the love feast. You, and we, we think about the Last Supper, and the Last Supper is not just the communion element that we can so easily be sort of deceived into thinking. The, the Last Supper was exactly that. It was a supper. It was a Passover meal of which communion was part of that. When Jesus breaks the bread and shares the wine, it is part of the whole meal. It is not just an. You know, it's not just that, and your communion should be a part of a meal. It's part of a fellowship of coming together. The disciples shared that meal together, and as part of that, Jesus introduced what we now call the communion. Love is action. It's not an emotion, and we need to understand that. That. Loving is an action thing, not an emotional thing. If it's an emotional thing, then we are pulling on our own feelings and strength. But an action thing, loving your neighbor as yourself, loving your enemies, an action has to pull and draw on Jesus and the power that he gives us. If we don't have love, we are a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. The word noisy is a loud noise, a roaring. A gong, well, I'm sure we all know what a gong is. It's that copper um, or that brass um, instrument. When it's hit, it's very, very loud. Or we're like a clanging cymbal. Clanging meaning to be uh, repeat frequently the cry or the wail it's a wailing symbol you know that's a it's a horrible sound you know the wailing or the frequent hitting of a symbol that's that's a nasty sound you know because it just gets monotonous and it keeps on and it's very loud do we want to be like that as individuals and people 
And, and Paul then carries on and he writes and he says, but if I have not love, I am nothing. The word nothing meaning no one. And that's why it's so important. We have to understand that everything we do has to come from love. And then Paul carries on within the passage that we've read to, to, to say what love is. Well, it's patient, it's kind, it doesn't envy, it doesn't boast, it's not arrogant, it's not rude. It does not insist on its own way, it's not irritable, it's not resentful, it does not rejoice at wrongdoing, it does, but rejoices with truth. It bears all things, it believes all things, it hopes all things, it endures all things. It never ends. Everything comes from love. At the end of the passage in, in 1 Corinthians 13, he says the greatest of these is love. And I don't know where you're sitting today and as you're listening to this, but I want to encourage you. you know, some of us may may be feeling right now that we're not loved. Some of us may struggle with what love is. We may have been you know, brought up with actions that potentially came out of emotions and and people didn't love us. Maybe our parents, you know, maybe we feel like we weren't loved as, as, as children. Maybe we feel that as a, as, a, um, as a husband or a wife that we feel like we've been mistreated and we've not been loved. And, and love is such a, a powerful thing, but within power, it also can be such a misused thing. Um, and, and this is where we are today. We can, it, love is powerful. And when we show love and show godly love, you know, if we love God, God shows us how to love. God will show us as we draw on that. And it's from that godly love, because we understand how God loves, that we then outpour the love for ourselves because we know that we are loved by God and that then pours into loving our neighbors and loving our enemies. And that's why Paul then says in, continuing into verse 14, pursue love. You know, pursuing, running swiftly, running after, harassing love. Don't give up on understanding what love is. And this is where the world sometimes really does sink because we give up on love. We sink into where we are and we go, do you know what, I can't carry on with love. Don't give up on love. Don't give up on loving yourself, on knowing who you are. You are a child of God. You are loved by God. God never gives up on us. Paul says, earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. We have to keep hold of love and it's from love that we will then be given the spiritual gifts. We cannot give up on that. Everything comes out of love. Love hurts. Love breaks things. Love destroys things. It's such a powerful thing. But love also heals and love cares. And so we have to understand the power behind love. We cannot go through life without understanding the power of love, but we have to grab hold of the positive power. And that positive power comes from the cross. John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, 
that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Let us hold on to that God, that love that God gives us because God wants a relationship with us. He sent his son because he loves us so much to give up his son to die upon that cross. And Jesus loved us so much to say, I will do this and I will come to that cross and I will die because I have the hope in the fact that my heavenly father is going to resurrect me and I will overcome death. And that's exactly what happens. Jesus put the faith in God. He put faith in his heavenly father. We've got to remember that Jesus, whilst was totally God, was also totally human. And we see that here in the Garden of Gethsemane. We see Jesus weeping in the garden and pleading for that cup to be taken away. Is that a godly emotion or a human emotion? That's a human emotion. How many times do we plead with God, please take this away? So how do we gain that love? Well, we come to Jesus. We come to the cross and we give ourselves over to him. Romans 12, 1 says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. We are to present ourselves as a living sacrifice. There's the action. There's the action in loving God. Love your Lord, your God, with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. It's giving ourselves over as a spiritual sacrifice as a living sacrifice there's the action that's not an emotion that's an action saying lord i am here use me hey, um, evan roberts said to said to the lord you know, bend me bend me bend me evan roberts who um, was then a, a great revivalist in in wales yeah, the 1904 revival bend me such a powerful thing and god then bent him he used him as as he gave up his life that is so powerful we are to lay our lives down as a living sacrifice to come to that cross and say i am your sacrifice use me and I wonder where you are today, whether you feel that you are able to do that. Well, I want to encourage you that God loves you so much. He loves each one of us. He loves us so much that he gave up his only son. That whoever believes, if we believe in Jesus, we will not perish, but have that eternal life. We will not lose our life, but we will gain an eternal life. So be encouraged today about love. Seek out God's love for you. Seek out what God has on offer for you today. Yeah, you, you may be sitting there and you may think that, you know, we talked about you may not feel loved or whatever, but at the same time, God wants to give you more love than you've already known. Our minds are limited. God is limitless. And he wants to pour out more and more into your life today. God loves you no matter where you are right now. And he wants us to work on all those things 
And love is patient, kind, not envy, not boastful. All of those things in that passage. So draw on that passage today. Be encouraged by that passage today. So sadly, that's all we've got time for this week. As always, our thanks for joining us or joining me. And please do share this show with your friends and family and your churches. You can find us on Christians in Our Soup every Sunday on all good podcast players, as well as every Friday at 10 a.m. UK time on New Sound Christian Radio. But until we share the airwaves again, it's goodbye from me, Bramwell, and may you have a blessed week. Thank you for listening. <laughs>